Welcome to Cadence in the Clouds podcast, where we share inspiration and best practices while on your purpose journey with host Karen St. Hilaire. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our Cadence in the Clouds listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash Cadence in the Clouds and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening today. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash Cadence in the Clouds and start your 30-day trial membership today. Hello, butterflies. Welcome back to the podcast. I have the most awesome guest today, Dr. Nicole Grimes. She is an educator. She is a scientist. She is a dope chick. She's a creative and she is our guest. I cannot wait for you to meet her. I really cannot wait for you to hear the stories that she has to share. But more importantly, I cannot wait for you to be inspired by this beautiful woman. So let's get on with the show. Hi, podcasters. It's Karen, and I'm back again this week, and I have another fabulous guest. You know, I stay with the fabulosity. I stay with the smart friends. I'm telling you, you cannot be the only smart person in your circle. I have Dr. Nicole Grimes on the line with me. She is going to share some really great insight on education and STEM and everything, fabulous fashion and stuff. And you're going to love her as much as I do. Hello, Dr. Grimes. How are you? Hey, Kay. What's up? Nothing much, nothing much. So I'm so happy that you took the time to sit with me for 30 minutes to talk about everything Dr. G, everything Nicole, everything Red Bull, Hibiscus. I love it all. And so <laughs> tell me a little bit about who you are. Well, I don't tell me. Tell them. Tell the audience. Who is Dr. Nicole Grimes? Well, first of all, okay, thanks so much for you know, even inviting me to be on your podcast. Because like I told you um, recently, like I've been listening in and like checked out a few of the other discussions you've had with some like really dope people. And I'm like, you want to talk to me? She's dope? Oh, God. Um, So here I am, though. Um, So my name is Nick, and I consider myself to be an educator. Um, I'm a huge advocate of STEM education. I'm a huge advocate of girls' education. I'm a former science teacher, former high school principal, um, published writer, reviewer, editor. Um, I'm a teacher coach and a mentor. I'm a consultant. And then on the fun, lighter side, like, I'm a huge traveler. I'm a straight-up wannabe photographer. And, oh, yeah, very proud immigrant. Trini to the bone all the way. How, I, I can't even believe I didn't say that first, because everybody who knows me, they're like, the Trini girl, right? <laughs> The Trinity girl with the freckles. That's who you are. <laughs> yes. You know, it's funny that you, when we were talking, you were like, you know, you don't like the bio thing, just kind of running that down. And I was having um, a conversation with a good colleague recently. And in that conversation, you know, the person was like, you know, you're an influencer. And I was like, what? You know, because I'm, I'm thinking about, like, what, literally what it means to be an influencer today, right? And I'm like, mm-hmm. My analytics, like, I, I don't have that many followers. I'm like, I'm not a celeb. I'm no industry expert. I'm not no thought leader. I'm not a blogger. I don't do anything to influence, you know, what people buy. Um, but I, I, the person insisted, and I started thinking about it more and more, 
And then I started thinking about, like, yeah, like, what it should mean. And really and truly, we should all be thinking about ourselves or considering ourselves to be influencers. And by that meaning, like, you know, whenever you engage with people, you go into a space that you have a positive effect on the way people think and the way they feel, right? And mm-hmm. as a result, like, you influence their actions. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of working my way through this, you know, other title that I'm, you know, adding, like, influencer. So, yeah, I'm an influencer, too. You are, too, Karen. Shout out to to us, right? But I will say, I will add to that person's um, comment. You are very much a thought leader because when I watched you on on Saturday with those kids, and so my past guest, Clyde Cole, you know, his fraternity and his organization, they had a, a great conference with some kids, and Nick did this whole STEM project with these kids and they had to build a catapult and there was a little girl in there who was like I don't want to do I no I don't want to do this like mm, I have science in, in high school and what and in the end she was determined to get this catapult not only leveled but to make it go as fast as as far as it could and then she was just like like you saw the batteries in her brain just like oh and you saw certain parts of her brain that was dormant that was like hi I'm here. And so that's the influencer aspect. But for the rest of us, I'm like, I want to learn more about STEM. I want to learn more about what she does. I want to learn more about engineering. And remember I said to you, engineers make sneakers? Come on, Meg, you know. And um, what she forgot to add is that she's an interior decorator. Okay. Because I stalk her on Instagram page. I don't want to be a business on Instagram. I'm putting your business all out. But Saturday was, like, really great, though, like, and that was the first time you out of, like, many friends, like, saw me in, like, my true element, and, like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's me, like, that's what I love doing, you know? But like, you make I'm it fun. To, I'm you make, make science fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you're I right, because I even had some of the, you know, the volunteers, the adult volunteers, like, that was really great, that was really interesting, you know, and... So yeah, in that regard, like I I love being in spaces that make people think. So I got to do that Saturday. So shout out to Clyde, yeah. Yeah, we do great things. And so let's that just goes into the next question. Like what do you love to do? What what are the things that you do, your downtime and your uptime, that just stirs the passion within you, that makes you say, hey, I can do this while I'm sleeping. You'll wake up with the idea, and it's seamless for you to get it done. What are the things that you just love to do, you're passionate about? Man, I feel like like it's a blessing and a curse, right? Because it's like, what don't I love to do? Like, There's so much that I love doing. There's so much that makes me happy. There's so much that I feel like it's that's part of my passion and it's part of my purpose. Um, but number one, like learning, like, you know, I consider myself, as corny as it sounds, I consider myself to be a lifelong learner, right? Like that's what I preached for years when I was in the classroom, you know, this idea that you are a lifelong learner as a student um, and it's the only way to go. Like just, I just finished a two-week um, online class learning like a new um, teaching software and I was like, yeah, this feels good. Like, you know, like I added something to my toolkit um, that I'd never learned before. Um, but, yeah, in, in terms of, like, when I engage with people, listen, it doesn't even matter which we're of a brunch, you're at my crib. It doesn't matter, like, what the conversation is. 
you're going to hear me say something regarding to or regarding the importance of education, the power of education, you know, how it opens doors that may be tougher to open without it. Like, I got a lot of friends and a lot of peeps who are doing great things, brilliant peeps who, you know, are killing it, you know, who didn't go that route. Because, you know, college college is not for everybody. It's not a good fit for everybody. And you don't need mm-hmm. you don't need it to do a lot of things that you want to do in this lifetime. But first and foremost, you will always hear me breathing, you know, and sleeping and living the mantra that, like, education is the way to go. Education saves lives. So first and foremost, that's, that's number one. Um I love going places people tell me I can't go, and I love doing things people tell me I can't do, which has mm. happened quite a bit in my life, you know. Um, so when it comes to breaking some glass ceilings and putting some big dents and some titanium ones, like, I want to be there. And I think that drive at this particular point in my life comes from being a first, you know, um, as I've tried to kind of, like, wrap my head around it. Like, I was... I'm the first kid, first grandkid in my family, the first in my family to go to college, you know, the first to get a doctorate, the first person to travel as much as I have in my family. Um, even at my last position, I was the first black woman to be the principal of the school and the first mm-hmm. person to not be a nun running the school. Um, the first person in my family to, like, officially get invited to the White House. Like, four years ago, I got invited to the White House with 19 other people to meet with uh the then second lady, Jill Biden, and um, the secretary of education at that time for, like, intimate conversation on the state of education. That was so cool. Um, wow. So cool that happened to me. But, like, yeah, just this idea of being, like, a rebel. Like, oh, you, you think this brown girl with freckles is not supposed to be here? Oh, watch. Watch me come <laughs> up in there and show y'all, you know, and show by example that, women of color, right, black women could be in spaces that you're not used to seeing us in. And sometimes we might have braids or locks and we might have on lipstick and great shoes, right? And, like, none of those physical attributes take away from, you know, the intelligence and the brilliance that we're going to bring into that room and bring into that space. I mean, what does success and intelligence look like anyway, right? Right. So... So, um, and I think definitely, like, I, I always turn heads wherever I go just because I've normally always been, like, the only black woman and, you know, in, in a particular setting or the other. So, um, and that makes me happy, right? That was connected to your original question. It does make me happy because it's, like, I get to be a representation and I get to be an example to other people of what black excellence looks like. I walk in yes. and I, I talk it. So, and I'm like, you need to see it. So, here I am. <laughs> now, what I loved, what I loved, loved when you were teaching, that's before you became head of school, when you were teaching and your students would say, Dr. Grimes, they start talking like real treaty kids, like, Dr. Grimes said, oh, you're doing the work? And I'm like, Nicole is teaching them everything from, yes, you're going to learn science, but you're going to learn a little culture. You're going to learn a little pathway in the process. And I think that all builds into the influencer in you and the love and the passion that you have for education. And then stirring the, the, the you know, stirring the pot for these kids because now when you post your prior students and like they're at Ivy League schools and they're like breaking titanium walls like down, that's just everything you and it's just so Dope. I can't find another word. I have to like get up the source. It's, it's great. I, I love it. 
I love it. No, it's, it's yeah. great. I mean, everybody knows that I'm constantly trying to dodge old students on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it's, and it's an eternal joke. But it's like, you know, I've always tried to make sure that I had a private space to do me um, and be me. Um, not that I do anything crazy, but just, you know, like just separation of my professional life from my personal life. Um, but just like you said, like, I've been so lucky to have taught hundreds of kids and adults, you know, over the last decade and a half. Um, and ultimately, I always, I, whatever I do, whatever I say, through science, um, if I'm teaching education classes, like, my message is always, you know, passion and purpose over popularity. Follow your heart. Yeah. What makes you happy, you know? What makes you feel good? What makes you feel alive? And you know, the, the reality is social media has made that really hard today, Kate, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's like everybody wants to be popular. And you're constantly seeing all these, you know, people, you know, with all their lights and their fancy outfits and their stage photo shoots. And, like, you want to you wanna do that? You want to be that when you don't know the real story behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, you've got, like, I think the number is, like, a little over 3 billion people who actively use social media, which is, like, almost 40% of the, the whole population of the damn planet. So you've got all mm-hmm. these kids and you've got other adults seeing all these folks with these huge followings. Um, and they're, they're being influenced, right, about mm-hmm. what with their own lives because um, they want to do stuff that looks cool and seems cool. And I'm like, where are the cool STEM and education influencers? You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not sexy to be an educator. It's not sexy to be a scientist. And I'm – I, I consider, like, my work to be trying to change that narrative, you know, so to speak. By the way, got to give more shout-outs, right, to people who are doing justice in the space, like, you know, my people like Chris Emden, Jeff Des, um, other people who I follow and really admire, but I don't know them personally, but shout-out to Nadia Lopez, who's doing a mili- amazing things in Brooklyn, um, Marco mm-hmm. Marcello. Like, these are our influences, with influences in American right. things. I wish they were just, like, Folks that, you know, everybody knew, you know, like household names. But we'll get there. I mean, at the end of the day, I want people that I engage with and kids and adults alike, you know, to be reminded that, look, in reality, people liking you is a bonus, right? Liking yourself is the real prize. That's the real deal, you know? If you like yourself and you focus what speaks to you, then that passion is going to take you all the places you want to go. If it's a STEM, even better. So that stems right into when did you when did you begin work doing because I call this your purpose work. This is all your life passion because once you're doing a job that it 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 comes from the inside out. It's not something that you're doing daily because you have to do it because you need a check. This is like you exude everything that you're talking about right now. When we see you, when we talk to you, when you laugh, when you do anything, everything about you is this stem, is this science, is this woman who's smart, who's sexy, who's everything, and is very sure of herself and very sure of what she does and wants to open doors for other people, that's your purpose walk. That's your purpose work. And the question is, when did you start doing it, or is it something that you've always been doing and you realize it, but when did the light bulb go off like, oh, wow, all of this is Nick, and I have to package it as me, not two different things or two different people. Right. Um you know what, like, I think I'm really lucky that that light bulb went off for me, like, a long time ago, like, when I was probably 19, 20, you know? Um, 
I was an engineering student at Cornell. I was involved with a lot of organizations that did a lot of outreach work with youth. So that was kind of like my first exposure to like teaching and working with kids. Um, and like I had a lot of colleagues who were like, man, they were, they were, got kicked out. They failed out. They were struggling. And we were collectively struggling, the brown folks, because we didn't come, we didn't come into this Ivy League school with, you know, all the, the rigor that our counterparts, you know, they came from schools where like they were coming in with like 30, 40 AP credits, you know? So we were behind, and it made me realize, man, like, if I was more prepared, right, if I was more prepared and better prepared to take on these engineering courses as a freshman, like, imagine how much different that would have made my experience and how much different that would have made the experience of my peers, you know? Um, so I actually started interning at this engineering firm um, and was making crazy money. And like 20 years old, and I hated it. Like, I really hated it. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, you don't start over college, right? Like, you don't be like, ah, I'm almost done with this engineering degree, but I don't really want to use it anymore. Um, but I knew that I loved working with kids. Um, so naturally, I just decided to apply to grad school. And I was like, I'm, I'm just going to go to grad school. I knew that there was this program called the Teaching Fellows Program in, in the city, in New York. Um, and it's a program that, like, you take, like, one or two classes over the summer, and then you get placed in a high school in a high-needs area. Um, and then you take classes along the way and earn your master's along the way. And I was like, nope, I'm not doing that. I was like, I really want to take this seriously. I want to give it my best shot. So I want to apply to grad school and go to a traditional, you know, master's program. So I did that. So I went straight from Cornell um, to TC. Um, that's where I got my master's degree. And then I became a science teacher in 2003. That's when I first, you know, first started doing my thing. Um, and I loved it. I was teaching, um, let me think, I was teaching 7th grade science, and I was teaching 11th grade chemistry and 10th grade bio. Yeah, I was all over the place. I was all over the place for, like, five years, as they normally, wow. they normally put you in, like, a, you know, you have a different schedule every year when you're a new teacher. It's kind of, I guess it's kind of like the hazing process. Um, uh -huh. and then three years later, my mentor, you know, got on me and he was like, you need to go back to school. I'm like, why? I already, I did that. I got two degrees and he was just on me. God bless him. I talked to him today and it's, he's been such, he's been such an influencer in my life. But, um, uh -huh. long story short, applied to grad school again. I'm like, I don't really want to go, but I'm just doing this application because he's just getting on me. I applied to one school. I literally walked the application in the day it was due in person, like here, here's the application. And man, somehow I, I got a full fellowship. Um, and wow. five years later, I was walking across the stage at, you know, um, at Lincoln Center with my doctorate and two more degrees. Um, so, and then I became, um, I went, I mean, I actually stayed at the school, my, the first school I was ever at, you know, and I had a nice long career there, like 11, 12 years at that first school. Um, and then, and then I just got to the point where I decided that I wanted more. And I was like, I'm ready to, ready to do bigger things. And I moved to a different school and I became the assistant principal there and then the principal. Um, yeah, so that's. I, I've been, luckily for me, I've been working my purpose for a long, long time. 
And right. I never at one time did I ever feel like, am I in the right career? Did I make the right decision? I never felt like that. I mean, kids will drive me crazy. Adults drive me crazy. But I never felt like I made a mistake making the switch from engineering to education. Never, never at all. And I would wow. say, like, I would say that there's, there, there has been a pivotal moment, though, um, in terms of, like, me walking my purpose. And that happened this year. Right. When I decided that I was going to move on from, you know, full time, you know, full time role as a principal of a high school, um, as rewarding and fulfilling as that was, man, it was it was hard. It was really hard. And I just decided that I did want to work with more people. I did want the flexibility that the job didn't provide. Um, I miss being with kids. I wanted to, you know, do more work with teachers. I wanted to write. I wanted to be able to travel more and kind of, like, carve out what my new life would look like. I mean, honestly, listen, Karen, life is too short to waste it on things and people that, that are not nourishing your heart and soul. Yeah. It's way too short. And I was Preach like, that I was, one. I was like, you know, I was like, nope. I was like, this seems like a great time to try something different, you know? Um, so as I mentioned before, like right now, um, I'm in a brand new space. I'm in transition. Um, I'm doing consulting full time for the first time. I'm doing editing. I'm doing some writing. Um, got some stuff that I'm working on. Um, doing a lot of work coaching teachers, first year teachers. Like I got 10 teachers that I work with this year, um, in the DOE, which is pretty great because I get to go to their schools, I sit in their classrooms, and then, like, I meet with them, give them ideas, suggestions. So that's really been great. Um, and I'm working on starting an ed company. So we're working on it with my business partner. So that's exciting and coming soon in the spring, fingers crossed. And then, you know, I got my passion project, um, which is why I was really excited to be in this space because I wanted – the, the opportunity to, like, you know, kind of be, be all of who I am and nurture all that I am. One thing you, you we spoke about when I bumped into you at Rustic that day, you were like, you know, I put some things in the universe and it just manifested. I became in awe. And I like being in awe of people I consider my friends because I can be in awe of others who I don't know or with 500 million followers. And I know I just like the optics and I have no idea what's going on with them. And then there are the people that I know who are really, really like digging deep, toes in dirt and all, no fancy shoes, doing the work and and being purposeful and like basically doing discipleship stuff when you think about it, right? The Jesus walk. Yeah. Like making life better for people. What do you want? Like I saw it, I saw it firsthand on Saturday, but what do you personally want to deposit into students when they've engaged with you? Like what impact do you want to have in their lives or in their, on their minds and their brains after engaging with, you know, you? Yeah. I mean, listen, there's so much work to be done. And I think when you turn on the news, or you just scroll through Facebook and you see what's going on in the world. I think that's a that's a that's a sufficient reminder that there is a lot of work to be done. You know, uh, but in terms of impact, that's the word you just used. Like I pretty much feel like I've cast a wide net for myself, right? So, you know, I'm working with students, I'm working with teachers, I'm working with professors, 
I'm working with school leadership, and just anyone who works with youth. And I don't care what color the rainbow they are, you know. Like, I want the question to, that lingers with people, um, student or adult, to be like, how will you show up in the space, whether that space is work, the classroom, you know. What's going to be a legacy? You know, what are you going to allow to happen on your watch? You know, because at the end of the day, if your presence doesn't make an impact, then your absence is not going to make a difference. So how are you, how are you changing, yeah. you know, um, the space that you're in by your mere presence? What are you contributing to that wow. space? Um, and yeah. within STEM, you know, um, I mean, the, the STEM stats specifically, like, man, they're, it's discouraging. I mean, mo- most people know this, but a lot of people don't know the fact that the U.S., like, we are struggling in terms of, you know, what developed countries or how developed countries their students are performing, right? So there's, like, this international assessment called PISA um, that all the developed countries, quote-unquote developed countries, you know, their, their students participate in. And we are number 38 out of 71 oh. in math in the world. The U.S. is number 38. And in science, we're number 24, I believe. So it's bleak. And then, of course, women continue to be underrepresented in STEM. And I think there's, like, almost 3 million STEM jobs that are not going to be filled next year because of the shortage in the area. And the job projection is, I mean, it's still going to continue to grow. So there are more and more STEM careers, you know, um, growing and, you know, being created. And we don't have enough people to fill those slots. And the people that fill those slots are not people of color and they're not women. And... You know, um, I want to, I want my work to change that. And through, through the ripple effect of like me working with science teachers, you know what I mean? Who are in turn in the classrooms trying to have real impact and instill a love and appreciation for science with their own students. I love it. I love it. Okay, so this is why you have to follow your gut instinct and just do what you know the universe and God tells you to do because there's someone listening to this that's going to listen to this episode and it's going to change the trajectory of their lives. I know it because I just felt it. It's going to change the trajectory of their lives. You know, a lot of us have to stop being all about the optics and really just being about who we are and what we're supposed to be and what we're purposed to be. Everybody's not going to be a 10. Everybody's not going to be a seven or eight. Someone has to play a five, and hello, there's going to be a one. But everyone, you got to do it your way. You know, I I pissed a lot of people off when, you know, I finished my doctorate and I didn't become a professor. You know, I really annoyed people. Like, what are you doing? Like, they were just confused. And I was just like, I'm doing this my way. On my way, on my terms with my own timeline for success and happiness, you know, because right. right. no one else can define that for you. So whatever it is right. that you, I feel like you decide that you want to do, I mean, you do it for yourself and you do, you don't do it with the advice and, you know, um, projections of other people about what you should be doing, when you should be doing it. Because if I, if I listen to people from the time I was like 13, 14 years old, I would, I would never have ended up here. Of course not. Wow. Um, wow. At all. So I'm I'm grateful that I always had that little bit of rebel in me and I mm-hmm. still have it. And it's it hasn't it hasn't, you know, it hasn't taken me off the edge of a cliff yet. We're still good. <laughs> and if it does, you have a parachute. <laughs> and I got a parachute and I know how to make one. 
Exactly. Oh, God, right? Because you're a scientist. Okay, so with all the things that you're doing and all the great things that you're doing, um, how do you take care of Nick? What do you do to wind down or to my favorite word? How do you recalibrate? Listen, recalibration is key and is why I left full-time work because I just didn't have enough time to do it. Um, I mean, I mentioned before, like, well, first and foremost, I can't tell you. I know I, I, I know I disappoint and, and, you know, hurt people sometimes, but it's like my text messages are like out of control. Nope, not, not answering any messages today, you know, like in this window, mm-hmm. like I'm not going to respond to anything because I'm going to, I'm just going to die if I try to keep up with everyone all the time with all the phone calls and the text. Um, I try my best to get back to it, you know, when I can, but I, I realize it's like, I can't be always so giving of myself all the time because it, it, it obviously never stops for me. But that definitely is something that um, takes up a huge, you know, chunk of my, you know, my downtime. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm still working on managing that. But outside of that, outside of work, it's, it's travel, like, for sure. I'm always like, when's the next trip? Where are we going to go? You know, what I want to see. Um, that's, so that's a constant. Um, music is a big part of my life, always. And I'm notorious for like, you know, it doesn't matter like if I'm in a, in a lounge or like on a party or just like a social gathering. It's like I'm so tuned into the music. I'm singing every lyric. It doesn't even matter what kind of music. Like I'm just like so all about music. From the time I walk out the door, my earphones are on, my Spotify playlists are on deck. As soon as I walk in the house, I switch from my iPhone to my Sonos. Is that serious? Um, so, like, yeah, I love to live for music. And like I said before, I'm a wannabe photographer. Like, I love taking photos. More recently, um, people have been trying to get me behind the camera. And that's still kind of like, you know, that's super new territory for me, and I'm not comfortable there, but I love taking photos. And, I have like, when you have an iPhone – um, it's, I mean, it's so easy now, especially with the, you know, newer iPhones, um, mm-hmm. the camera quality is so good. And I'd be trying to come back from trips like, okay, Nicole, you can't go over 600 photos. You can't like, no, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, other hobbies, like I'm really into like interior design and home decor. Like I would literally rather go to home goods than to go to a clothing store. Like, I, okay. Confession. I went to home goods today. Just, you know, just because that's what I do. I, lo- I love it. I just love it. I love it. I love it. Um, just, just so you know, I'm like, okay, I want to get some new furniture. Oh, let's see what Nicole has. Oh, yeah, I like that. Okay, okay, I want this. Maybe not like this. It should be like this. But, yeah, okay, this is a great idea. Oh, this is great. This is how, this is the level of influence that she has that she doesn't know she has. It's not about being a copycat. It's about someone who's really about what they're about, and you're like, I can I I actually recognize this soul and I can rock with it. But yeah, right. you were great into the three. And I mean, it's last but not least, like anything Caribbean, like I will be in it. I will be a part of it. I will be spreading it. I will be talking about it. So I love my culture, you know, so much. Like I said before, I mean, I was born and raised in Trinidad. I came here when I was 15 years old. And even though I've lived in America way longer than I lived there, like, I am Trini 
to the bone first and always, you know? So, um, just like, yeah, it's just such a huge part of me. And I'm just so grateful that I have culture that I can share with other people, you know, and my friends who are not from there. Um, and my hopeful kids one day. Thanks. Thanks. Okay. So, Nicole, when they, people are going to want to get in touch with you, or they going to want to follow you or find out more about your hobbies or see the pictures, the 600 pictures that you've taken on social media, but they might want to go by Dr. Gay. So can you share where on social media and on the web that they can find you? And I will also repost that in the body of the text. But where can the people find Dr. K? Sure. So, I mean, I'm on LinkedIn, of course. Mm -hmm. um, every professional's on LinkedIn, yeah. But on IG, um, it's Nicole K. Grimes. Pretty simple, just my name. And on Twitter, it's Nicole K. Grimes, but just with doctor in front of it. So, Dr. Nicole K. Grimes. I don't really tweet that much, but, like, if you if you want to talk about where the education influencers are, trust me, they're all on Twitter. They're not on IG. Twitter is is where the ed folk are at. So, um, yes, yeah, so I'm trying to get back into that space. Even though like I'm a huge IG lover, I'm so mm -hmm. like so. Those are the professional spaces that I utilize. And then you know I got I got the private page, Karen. Um, You're not sharing that because they can't be all up in your stuff. I got the private page, uh, but no, I mean, people could, people could request to follow me one too. It's a rebel hibiscus. Um, so yeah, so that's my other handle on IG. And I have like the pages to all my passion projects. You find, you figure that out when you get into the private page. Um, <laughs> yeah. But in terms of where, I mean, so like I said, like next semester, I'm looking forward to, um, I'm a new faculty member at CUNY School of Professional Studies. So that's dope. I'm excited about that. And like I said before, I'm working on my new, launching my new company um, that's coming in the spring. And oh, yeah, this month, I'm giving a talk at New Jersey City University um, about mm -hmm. my career and just about careers in STEM and education. So that'll be dope. Looking forward to kicking it with the students there. Um, that invitation happened because of Jeff Dess, another good colleague of mine that I mentioned before. So, yes, I'm excited right. about that. I'm excited. I am excited. Thank you so much, Nicole, for coming on. And I, like I said, someone's, someone's juices are like going ding, 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 because, you know, they've been trying to figure it out. And a lot of us were scared to jump. You know, a lot of us are scared. I'm saying us because at one point I was there. We're scared to take the leap because we feel that we're going to fail. But two things are going to happen if you jump. You're going to fail or you're going to succeed. The thing about it is once you, like, you've given all of your social media handles, once you know this is what you want to do, shoot a tweet. I heard you on the podcast. Hey, I have a question or two. Don't come with a whole 900 questions. And the two per most pertinent questions is going to make you move. And I, and I thank you so much for being so transparent and so giving in this episode. And is there anything else that you want to share before we tell the folks? Ta-da. I mean... Honestly, again, Kay, thank you so much for inviting me to have this conversation with you and just sharing all that I did. You know, one of the last things you just talked about is like maybe it'll it will resonate with somebody that, you know who's a, who's scared and afraid to take a leap. And I'm completely in this space right now, and I'm having a lot of those conversations with people right now to kind of like you know who are giving me continual encouragement. And it's funny because I saw this meme today, and I'm a sucker for a good meme. 
And it basically said, like, I'm, you know, I hope to learn to be as brave as rain, never afraid to fall. And that's, that's it, man. Like, I am learning every day to be as brave as rain. And, you know, I hope people out there who are listening and, you know, my other folks, folks in my circle, that we all, you know, learn to be as brave as rain and keep doing our thing. Yourself included. I thank you, my dear. I'm so happy that you are on here. I thank you so much. I think, I mean, I'm stirred because, you know, I feel like I'm going to go do STEM now, but I know I can't. So I'm going to do it with (laughs) y'all. Now, anytime you're having a session, I am going to learn how to build a catapult myself. And with that, Nicole, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you, Karen. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thanks for listening. Leave or send a message and share this podcast with your friends. Follow Karen on Twitter and Instagram at Karen St. Hilaire or visit www.karensthilaire.com.